0: Welcome to TWW, The Weekly Wheel, where each week the Dharma Wheel rolls and delivers you new content available anywhere at any time in your everyday life. We present a mindfulness service, which has three components. First, meditation, and then we meditate with sound through chanting. You can have your mind wander when you sit in silence, but it's very difficult to wander As you chant, you need to focus on the next character, on your breathing, on the next line. And if you pat yourself on the back too much or become too self-aware, you'll miss a line. And then lastly, we have something called active listening, where we lean into and really listen to the Dharma talk given by our senseis. You could think of silent meditation and sound meditation through chanting as preparatory to get our minds focused and open and clear so we can really listen clearly and really take in the Dharma. And in a sense, it perfumes the mind. The mind is slowly changed as it hears new points of view, new perspectives and new approaches to dealing with life. It's set up much like an in-person service. It's led, moderated by multiple voices. So you get a variety of opinions, a variety of, of perspectives as you go on your journey. So I hope you will join us now for this mindfulness service presented to you by the people at the Weekly Wheel and the Orange County Buddhist Church. Thank you so much.
1: We will now have seated meditation. Take a moment to see that your back is straight and centered with your shoulders relaxed. If you're in a chair, it's best to sit forward slightly rather than leaning on the chair back and keep your feet flat on the floor. Try keeping your eyes half open, resting the gaze gently downward, without focusing on anything in particular. In the same way, be open to whatever sounds are coming into your ears, whether from inside the room or outdoors. We are not trying to isolate ourselves from the world around us, but rather feel that we are part of that world. If you like, you may count your breaths from 1 to 10, inhale deeply, let it all out, try slowing down your rate of breathing relative to what it would be at other times, we are not trying to think about anything in particular or visualize anything, we simply watch our thoughts come and go. Please put your hands together in gassho. Bow. Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Butsu. Naman Butsu. Naman Naman Butsu.
2: You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world. Waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell. Please put your hands together in gosho and bow. Namo amida butsu. Namo amida butsu. Namo amida butsu. Namo amida butsu. Namo amida butsu.
1: Return to your seat or cushion. Sitting in this way, we might wonder what purpose we are achieving. Actually, there is no specific purpose. I think it's really to make us aware of What sitting is, what breathing is, standing is? What are these simple activities that we do most of the time without thinking about them at all? We'll begin our second sitting at the bell. Please put your hands together in gassho. Bow. Namo amidabutsu, Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Naman Butsu. Naman Butsu. Naman, dabutsu. Naman dabutsu.
0: We will begin uh, sutra chanting. Sutra chanting is actually a portion of a sutra that we will chant. Uh, most sutras are far too long to be able to chant in one sitting. So for us Uh, We're usually chanting a verse out of a longer narrative or prose, and that's why uh, each line consists of perhaps four or five or seven characters. When we chant, we read from left to right, just like in English, and we move down the first column, and then we move to the second column, and so on. Open circles uh, represent bells uh, for the chant leader to ring, so we always begin a sutra chant with two bells, Whenever we change a section, we use one bell to kind of signal that we're changing uh, from one section to another, and then when you end a sutra chant, you always end with three bells. Each syllable here is written in Romanized characters, English characters, and each syllable here represents a kanji, a Chinese character, and it's written phonetically. It's the sound of the character. The vowels have the same pronunciation independent of location or their neighbor, So this is different from English. And the vowel sounds, uh, I've been told, resemble those in Spanish. So we have A, E, I, O, and U. And they're pronounced A, E, E, O, and U. And then uh, you'll see uh, italicized lines. Uh, Those are leader lines that I chant alone. And you will also see underlines under some of the characters. And that means that rather than each character getting a single beat, an underlying character will get a beat and a half. And to kind of make up that little extra time, the next character in line will only get a half beat. And what you do is you don't really concern yourself too much about the meaning of what's being chanted. This isn't flashcards. We're not trying to learn something. This is a ritual. And so we chant together as a feeling of oneness. Don't worry too much about how you're doing. Be aware and mindful of each character Uh, This is a form of meditation. Uh, Rather than silent meditation, we're meditating through sound. So, you know, you see the character, you say it, you forget about it, you move on, and you say the next character. And over time, it becomes effortless, and you'll begin to memorize it uh, without realizing it.
2: Today's chanting will be the Sambutsugae. We often chant the Sambutsugae in Shin Buddhist services. These verses are from the Larger Sutra of Immeasurable Life, which was composed in India during the first century of the Common Era and translated into Chinese around 400 of the Common Era. It is a cornerstone text for pure land Buddhism in China and Japan. Shinran Shonin esteemed the Larger Sutra above all other teachings, and he devoted his life to its propagation. We will begin chanting it now.
3: 보경기기
0: What is the other and other power? I have always had an issue with the term other power. It is a trigger word for me and many newcomers to Buddhism. Other power sounds suspiciously close to higher power. In America, this is why other power is often confused with the Christian concept of God. I still struggle to remember that other power is not an external force or a being, but rather a way of thinking. It is a new way of understanding and appreciating one's life in a totally new and different way. In America, this is very challenging to discuss because of two issues. First, we really like the idea of autonomy and self-determination. Second, we don't have the language to adequately articulate this idea. If we don't have complete free will, then we jump to the conclusion that our lives are in complete chaos or that everything is predestined. In other words, if the events in my life are not completely under my control, then it must be due to some external power. We especially dislike thinking about random chance. This is reflected in the synonyms for the word random. They are arbitrary, haphazard, accidental, purposeless, and driftless. But I think the word random is getting a bad rap. Random merely means that it's too hard to figure out the outcome beforehand there are too many causes for us to be able to determine the outcome. In mathematical terms, there are just too many variables and not enough equations. Or, in plain English, there are too many unknowns. But the result is still determined once the die has been cast. We just don't know what it will be. I would like to give you a personal example. I grew up in Westchester. Then we moved to Torrance when I was 10 years old. Then I went to UCLA for college. Once I graduated, I started to look for a job as a computer programmer. I used a headhunter and she sent me to a small company in Costa Mesa. I took the job and headed south. I found an apartment in Costa Mesa to be close to work. I also joined a gym, but didn't realize it was a male only gym on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and females only on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday so I switched to a co-ed gym on Harbor and Adams. While this was all going on, unbeknownst to me, there was a young woman living near Youngstown, Ohio. She wanted to be a dental hygienist. After high school, she went to Youngstown State to do so. She also wanted to move to California. She wanted to live in the sun and experience the Southern California lifestyle. She too began looking for a job and found one in Costa Mesa. So, She got in her car and drove here to her new apartment in Costa Mesa. She also liked to exercise and do aerobics. So she also joined the gym that was on Harbor and Adams. One day I went to the gym and I rode the life cycle. I made sure I sat with an open seat on either side of me so I could perhaps meet someone new. I looked left and then right and each seat was open. Then I looked left again and a blonde woman was sitting next to me. Her name was Linda. She invited me to an aerobics class, and it almost killed me. I've never been so sore. I invited her to tennis and evened the score. And then on June 25th, 2022, we just celebrated our 34th wedding anniversary. There are several key decisions that she and I made in this story, but they are dwarfed by happenstance. Maybe this is a good word. It is happenstance that brought us together. We were open to it and seeking it, but the odds of us meeting is astronomically small. It is mathematically zero probability. It really is quite amazing when we think about it in this way. I didn't so much pick my wife, but rather she was somehow randomly presented to me. This is the other power of it all. Thinking about it in this way leads to a life of gratitude, appreciating all the causes and conditions That are working to create my destiny. This also puts a check on our ego whenever we try to take too much credit for our successes. We could also exhale when we realize that everything is not our responsibility or our fault. We often think in this way. To preserve our imagined control of life, we blame ourselves or feel guilty whenever things don't go as we have planned. If only we had done more or something different, then we could have avoided the potholes of our life. Or if we knew then what we know now, then we could have made different choices. Yes, this is true. In 1984, if I knew that Apple stock would skyrocket, then I would have bought stock as soon as the first Mac came out. But this is a silly argument, because no one knew that. So, feel very lucky for all you have received, and shed the guilt and sorrow of what might have been. Moving forwards you may now turn off the mind that is always calculating. It doesn't work for dice, and it certainly doesn't work for your life. In his new book, Tunneling for Sunshine, Greg Creech illustrates other power in this way. Too often, we approach life as if it were a chess game. Our first mistake is assuming life is an opponent, something to be defeated or conquered. Our second mistake occurs when it's our move, we try to anticipate a whole string of moves. I'll do this, and then life will do this, and then I'll do that, and life will respond by doing that. We create a mental map which ends in our winning, winning being defined as we get the outcome we desire. But then life doesn't respond the way we expect it, and that leaves us frustrated and disappointed and exhausted, mentally and emotionally. Now, we need a new strategy. What if we give up on the chess game altogether and just danced with life, unquote. Thank you very much. Reverend John Turner, Inga Sho, Namo Ami Dabuts, Namo Ami Dabuts, Namo Ami Dabuts, Namo Ami Dabuts, Today's program was presented
2: and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church,
0: This podcast is copyrighted 2024 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California. All rights reserved.